Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. For more information about us, please visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. You guys can take a seat. Man, such a good, such a good time of worship. And uh, I hope... um, I hope you're all doing well today. I'm so glad you're here. And, uh, you know, we are experiencing some weird days, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about, of course, the Lord and, and just uh, things that we can lean into today. But I'm so thankful you're here. Um, and, you know, none of us have experienced what we're going through as a, as a country. I think it's very unprecedented, we could say, is pretty obvious. And, uh, you know, as a church, we were unsure if we should even meet today, um, but it seems like some of you are glad we did, and so I'm glad that, yeah, you know, um, and I'm glad you're here, and, and I know there's some that chose that it might be best to stay home today, and maybe you're listening to the podcast, uh, and, and we're so thankful for everybody in our church family. We love you guys so much, and, uh, you know, so the thought of not meeting was really, really um, a, a tough decision, and one that we... Um, really just wrestled through, prayed through, and, uh, and landed where we did today, and uh, I'll talk about that stuff in a minute, about what looks like moving forward, but you're here today, and uh, anyone else feeling stress? No? Okay, just me. I'm sure, like many of you, my opinions about the events of the week evolved <laughs> from, this is crazy, this is what the NBA's done, I mean, come on, like, really... Um, to, to, wow, this is a serious thing, and I'm so thankful that we have leaders that are taking extreme precautions for the sake of the vulnerable, um, and I really, really appreciated that, and I appreciate that, and I, but I also am like, what do I need to do? Do I need to, like, do I need to run to get some toilet paper, you know? <laughs> or do I, I mean, or is it more, is it better to just stay at home without? I, I couldn't. I couldn't decide. I'll let, I, I won't tell you what I decided. <laughs> but there's a lot of seriousness to this whole thing, and of course, the meme, the, the meme game on social media has been unreal. Um, but the but the real news that we're all you know facing is you do have to laugh to keep from crying, but you you also realize the seriousness, and we're trying to take it serious here as well, and. Um, I just know that there's probably a few things that realistically I should talk about this morning for a few minutes um, and then move into a message that I hope uh, continues to encourage us, the fact that we have a God who's for us and a God who loves us, and, and we're going to get to that. Um, but I thought it would be worth kind of mentioning just the, some, some thoughts that are current today. As you guys probably experienced, everything changed by the hour this week, so at 3 o'clock today, these things may be updated. <laughs> But um, as of right now, um, you know, we were supposed to start a new series today called Work. And since most of you um, might not even be going to work, we felt like that might not be a good topic to talk about. Um, So we decided, you know, timing is everything. Let's wait on the subject of work. We'll suspend it until the NBA comes back Um, and they go back to work. Uh, No, uh, we don't know exactly what we're doing. We were supposed to talk about Easter and still to talk about 24-7 prayer, baptism, some things that we really have in our heart to do in the coming weeks. Um, and it just didn't feel like today we would spend much time talking about that. Instead, we'll talk about uh, the matter of the moment. 
and we just trust the Lord that, you know, his plans for those things um, will come when they're supposed to come. And so for a few minutes, I want to, you know, uh, just talk about a couple things. First of all, our Sunday gatherings, um, we will definitely, definitely be taking our cues from our civic and elected leadership, just so you know, um, when it comes to public gatherings. And although there's some cities and maybe areas of the country that have taken more drastic measures in Oklahoma City, um, we obviously know that many things in Oklahoma City are being canceled as we speak. Uh, the marathon was, of course, postponed. I mean, things for the next, the entire month of, uh, through the month of April are being postponed and canceled. And so churches are also, uh, a lot of churches canceled today and uh, probably will continue to do so. And so for us, we just said, okay, what, is, what does that look like for us? Well, our first, our first thing that we look at is what are, what are our public officials saying? Um, as of right now, they're not saying that we should cease gathering. However, um, to be smart and to be very mindful of the season that we're in. Um, however, we, they may never tell us to quit gathering. That might be their decision to allow each individual church or um, event to make their own choices. And if that's where they land, we may end up deciding to cease meeting if things continue to escalate, increase in terms of the spread of COVID-19. And so we'll just, we'll just kind of monitor that as we go. We'll make announcements weekly about what we're doing each Sunday if these things stretches into weeks. Um, so uh, you'll, you're going to want to get on our communication cycle. I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but we'll, we might not announce those things until Friday or Saturday um, since things are changing so, uh, so rapidly. Um, we're obviously, when we do gather, as we have done today, we're trying to do everything we can to just be smart and limit personal contact. You've seen that some of the measures we've taken that are just simple, smart things. So hopefully, uh, uh, you know, you understand why we're doing those things. And uh, yeah, but we'd have to, we are obviously being realistically ready for the potential of not meeting for multiple weeks, an extended period of time, uh, in which we are obviously working, already working towards how can we move things to where we can still stay a community and still stay connected through things that we utilize online and potentially even smaller gatherings that we would have. You know, what is a public gathering? You know, does that mean five people or does that only mean over 250? You know, those sorts of question marks are out there for all of us. So we thought, well, what if there were smaller times that we could come together? So those are just some things we're thinking about, we'll talk about as we move forward. Um, but as far as communication goes, I wanna talk about that for a minute. Our ability to communicate together is really, really important more now than ever. Um, many of you go to church here, but for some random reason, you've never filled out a card. We know who you are. <laughs> Um, and you're not in our communication cycle, or you're new here and you've never filled out a card. Uh, if, if, if you're new here today, we love you. You know, I mean, come on. Like, come on today. Thank you. So glad you're here. So, so glad you're here. Um, but if you would like to be on our communication flow, we're going to be doing a couple things. We, we do send out emails, which um, go most of it, for most of you, that's your burner email that you gave us. So, um, if you would like to update that, you can. Um, but you can also, we're also going to be sending text messages out. And so I think I have on screen just the text number, uh, text OKC3. You can do that right now to that number, which is 94090. You can text that number and then and type in OKC3. You'll be sent a link that you'll quickly just fill in the form. That has your contact information, and you'll be set, and you'll be getting our information moving forward. So if, you're not, if you don't ever get an email from us or a text from us, that means you're not on our list 
or the information you've given us isn't something you use anymore. So, um, yeah, just do that right now. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, you could do it as well. 94090, just text OKC3. All right. Uh, this is actually really important. We'll be sending out stuff um, not just once a week, but there might be times that we need to do multiple messages a week. We'll try to limit and compartmentalize our communication so you're not getting too much. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, and probably the most important thing I want to mention be before we just kind of look at you know, some, some encouraging, spiritual encouragement today, is um, the th something that we can all actually do you know, in this season. You know, serving is kind of a, well, how can we serve? Well, certainly you've heard ideas that we could find people that are vulnerable, find people that need help uh, with getting groceries. There's all sorts of things we can do to serve our neighbors. And if you have elderly around you, if you have people that you feel like may need help, uh, check in on them and see what's going on and find ways to serve in your own daily life. And if we have things that, that come up that we can do to serve as a church family, we'll certainly let you know about. But the biggest thing we can do is pray. Amen. We just believe that everything begins and ends with prayer. We've said that for a long time. We are a praying church, and if we don't step into prayer now, um, well, I, I think we'd really, really be missing it. And so um, as we've considered how to begin with this whole whirlwind of change that we're all experiencing as we go, we'd like to point every one of you in here to prayer. And um, we know that praying as followers of Jesus is, is, is obviously something that we're called to do, but I, I think in a, times like this, it's not just um, something we should do, but it's, it's something we must do. And it's something that you certainly can do in a lot of different ways in your life. We realize that, but we would like to create a corporate sort of plan together in which we're all sort of leaning in and connect, uh, kind of uniting in prayer. Um, and so every Sunday, we usually get up here and we invite you to sign up for the prayer room. And some of you do that, and that's fantastic. But this is a little bit of a different ask. We're actually saying, um, we really are asking everybody to participate in prayer. Everybody that wants to, or likes to pray, um, everybody that feels like they should pray and feel like it must, is a time we must pray, well, we would like for you to participate in prayer. And so we've kind of created something um, that's a, a, a version of what we do when we do our 24-7 prayer seasons. It just won't be a full 24-7 prayer. We're going to have our prayer room available, but we're also going to be encouraging those who would like to pray at home. There's that option as well. Um, but from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., we'll have these slots on our prayer room. And so we're doing it a little differently. If you go to our website, okccommunitychurch.com, you'll see on the homepage a thing that says prayer sign up. And we have an online thing. I think there'll be a picture here. Um, that you can't probably see if you're sitting far, farther in the back of the room, but that's just kind of what it looks like on your phone. And what that means is you just choose a time. There's two options you can choose. You can choose pray at the prayer room or pray at home. And then when you click that, it'll bring up all the times available that day. If someone's already signed up for that time, that time will not appear as an option um, because we want to fill as many hours as we can. However, if you are like, the only time I can pray is at 5 a.m. Um, and it's already taken, well, you certainly can still come and pray, um, and you, or you can pray at home. It, you're not limited to the slots being filled, but it would be really cool if we fill all the slots. We always just believe in, you know, how powerful is that when we have sort of a nonstop prayer uh, chain happening in our church. And so if you go online, it's very simple. I mean, it's super simple. We've, it's, it's funny how this has pushed us into do some things that are very clean and quick, like text in your contact information and go online and fill out a prayer thing. Since we may not all be here to sign up on a big banner like we do a lot of times, we're going to utilize our website. And so just get on there, um, okccommunitychurch.com. If you want the, the, the full thing, it says backslash prayer sign up. Um, 
and you can get signed up for that. You know, as a church, we believe in the power of prayer. And I'm just going to read a scripture. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And that scripture is one of those that like applies and we read over and over again. It applies to so many things, but man, does it apply to our situation right now that are people that we must humble ourselves and pray and we'll have a God who hears us and who heals our land. Um, so I hope you'll seriously consider praying with us um, you might even want to do that right now, and I don't care if you do that while I'm speaking, to get online and check all that stuff up to make sure you understand uh, what's going on. Our website is going to be your friend, um, so okccommunitychurch.com, just go there. We have up, we'll have updates on everything that we're doing there, and so we hope that you'll get familiar with it. And one last thing about prayer that I want to mention is not only are we in get, wanting to invite you into prayer, uh, as we move forward, there may be, um, and it doesn't all have to be related to, of course, the situation of COVID-19 and coronavirus and all that stuff. But if you have prayer needs, you can go on our website and there's a, there's a prayer button for that too. And that's just okccommunitychurch.com slash prayer. And you can just f- submit prayer needs. We're going to have a whole bunch of prayer warriors coming up here. And it'd be really cool to have people's requests here. And we will be lifting you up in prayer. And so if you need prayer for anything going on in your life, if you have loved ones who are, you know, maybe even... Uh, sick in the coming weeks and you need prayer for that, um, then please, please let us know. So, we ready? Ready to go after this together? All right. Let me pray one more time since we just talked about prayer. Lord, we love you and we pray because we want to. (laughs) We pray because we love you. And as we quote often around here, we don't pray because we're into prayer. We pray because we're into Jesus. We pray because we're into you. And Lord, we just pray right now that as we, uh, as we figure out how we can personally find some sort of traction in this season that we're in, that God, prayer would be the place that we begin. That we would start leaning into you and your presence. And so God, we pray that over this church and we now pray for the rest of this time that, Lord, it would be an encouragement to all of us. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so we, we obviously had some different plans for this Sunday, and, uh, and I, I just kind of thought about, well, what are we, we going to talk about? Because I don't know about you, but I had this moment this week when I was like, oh, crap, this is real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I should have said that? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, and when crisis hits, so I just want to talk about this a little bit, and I'm going to talk about a question inside of all of this, but when crisis hits, depending on how big it, big it is, this sort of there's a, there's a process in everybody's life that I think is real, and the first thing that most of us want to do when things get disoriented is we want to fix what's wrong, and I think all of us sort of had this pretty quick realization that we, we don't really have the ability or the power to fix this thing, and so once we dismiss the fact that we can fix it, which happened pretty instantaneously for most of us, the next thing was, how do I respond to it? Right? How do I respond to all these things that are coming at us on the news, all these things that just all of a sudden just flipped, uh, flipped on its head? We knew this was coming, but we didn't know it was coming like it came. And so for a lot of us, we, we figured out, how do I respond? Do I agree with how people are responding? Do I, you know, do I run out and get a bunch of soup? Uh, what do I do? Um, 
do I feed into the hysteria or do I try and become a countercultural to it? And what is my responsibility in all of this? We've all had those questions this week and those are the natural first responses. And I think as this fog settles in, we're left with a, a few questions that if we're really, really paying attention, and I think maybe as a believer, if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus in here, this question may be easier to answer than maybe for a lot of people out there who anytime crisis or tragedy or any sort of disorienting sort of um, uh, thing such as what we're encountering now, one of the questions that comes up is, where is God in all this, right? And this big question of where is God is, is really Something that a lot of people ask, you know, a natural disaster happens and people say, you know, where is God? Or they might say, why did God do this? Or they might, you know, and I actually think where is God is a better question than why God, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, they might say, oh, well, God, they might even say God did this, right? God is doing this. And, you know, I mean, does God sit up in heaven and he strike chaos into the world? I mean, those are some things that maybe some are thinking. And I know many of you may not be thinking these things, but I think it's good for us to talk about it because this is out there and this rhetoric will continue to potentially increase. And um, I believe it's an appropriate, understandable response though. I actually think it's a really good question, even for believers. Where is God? Where is he? Is he absent from this? Does he care about this? Is he in the middle of it? Is he above us shooting virus into the atmosphere? Where is God? And I think we can obviously, this is one of those questions that we can apply to a lot of things in life. There's a lot of things going on in this world besides uh, COVID-19, right? There's, there's, of course, still political hatred. There's, there's all sorts of um, tragedies. There's all sorts of even terrorism and war and financial crisis and depression. And here we are sitting here. Uh, with another thing staring us in the face, and that doesn't count the personal things that we encounter, the loss of a loved one or the financial stress we're under before the scare of the economy hit us this week. And the list goes on and on, and the problems are real, and when the subject of God is discussed in this world, um, it's, it's in a position of questioning God in a lot of ways, like is God real, is he not real, is God distant, is God, in, what's his role in the plight of the world, you know? There's all these sorts of questions. Is it a Christian God? Is the Allah? I mean, is it Allah? Is it Buddha? There's there's the questions about God resound, and God is a topic that people love to debate. And in times like this, we can understand why. So once again, I say I believe this question of where where is God is a very good question. It's a very fair question. And maybe today, for some of us in here, it may be even a question that we have, maybe not out of a lack of faith, but just out of a how do we understand this? How do we reconcile things like this? So as we ask, God, where are you? Um, people are getting sick. The economy is uh, in trouble, to say the least. Schools are canceling. I just want to read a passage of scripture to you from the book of Psalms. A writer named Asaph wrote this. We don't know a lot about Asaph, by the way. He, he was just a music director during the time of David. But this is a, a, a psalm that he wrote in Psalm 77 and see if this kind of resonates with maybe how people may be feeling these days. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my song my songs in the night, my heart meditated, and my spirit asked, will the Lord reject forever? 
Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed us for all time? Has God f- forgotten to be merciful? Has he an anger without his compassion? Now, it's, it's sort of mind-blowing that this guy, Asaph, would talk to God like this. This, is, this isn't a commonly read psalm, by the way. This isn't one of those, like, this is my favorite psalm. It's Psalm 77. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Asaph is so real. But he is so real. It's interesting, isn't it? That it? Doesn't it strike us as, there's something very endearing about it, though. Um, that it's in the Bible that the Lord, the Lord wanted the human struggle right there alongside his promises. And here's a guy that he's struggling and asking, will your favor ever come back upon us? God, are you, are you going to reject us? How, how, long, how long do we have to sit without you? Have you forgotten us? Are you going to be merciful? You know, um, there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the, the Bible's topic around human suffering and that's a whole different topic and I wouldn't say that we're in a season of suffering by any stretch but it just sort of opens the door to that topic and I've always said that God is not the source of suffering but he is the hope to suffering and that he doesn't cause bad things to happen but he is the source and the one who brings healing to the bad things that happen and um, I just want to read the rest of this psalm because I love what happens (laughs) starting in verse 10 he says then I thought, I love it, right? He's like, God, where are you? Where are you? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of you, Lord, yes. I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. What I love about this is Asaph is struggling in life, and he then kind of got some perspective and thought and said, then I thought about everything that God has always done. And he looked back, right? He's like, I'm not just talking about in my life, everything that he's always done. He has always, always been the miracle worker. He's always been faithful. He's always been in the moment. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. He is no, where is God? He's where he's always been. He's where he's always been. You know, Jesus himself said in Matthew 28, 20, he said, of course, I am with you to the very end of the age. His presence is not about making all things good, but it's about being with, us, being with us in the things that are good and bad. Here's the thing. This week reminds us that life is fragile. This week reminds us that good, sound leadership is a really good thing. I'm grateful, by the way, for the medical professionals, the scientists, even the public officials that are leading us through this. I mean, golly, I can't even imagine I was stressed about, should we meet at church? And someone else is going, we need to figure out a vaccine. Made my life seem a little less stressful. God answers the question of where is God over and over again. This week reminds us that we need one another. This week reminds us that bad things will happen not only to us in the form of normal tragedy, but in unexpected things we never saw coming 
the storms will come out of nowhere. Isaiah 41.10 says, Though fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is, with, is in your midst. Psalm 23.4 says, Even though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And then Jesus says, you know what? There's a Holy Spirit that the Father is sending you. And in John 14, 26, he says, but the counselor of the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you, including that he will never leave us. And then in Acts 1, 8, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. God says, cast all your burdens upon me and I will give you rest. God says, I will take your ashes and I will turn them to beauty. God says, I will make all good things bad. God says, I will go and restore the things that have become desolate. God says, I will bring rest to exhaustion and I will make sense to confusion. You know, Moses was in a moment when he was asked, do you remember the story? He was asked for, to go to Pharaoh and to bring his people out of Egypt. And Moses had this moment and he said, who am I? Fear filled his heart worry, concern that he wasn't the man to do this moment. And he said, who am I? And it says this in Exodus 3, verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God didn't say, you're Moses. Don't you know? You're the guy that made it down the river as a baby. You're a big, bad dude. You were the prince of Egypt. You don't understand. Haven't you known how good you have been? You're talented. You're gifted. You're amazing. He didn't say anything about who Moses was. What did he say? He says, who am I, God? And he said, here's his answer. I'm with you. Who are you? I'm with you. So where is God? He is with you. God answers him, I will be with you. So perhaps the question of where is God is the wrong question because he's always been where he's been. And perhaps the better question is where are you? Are you scattered? Are you stressed? Are you anxious and fearful? And the popular rhetoric in the church today is to say do not fear. We shouldn't fear, I get it. But you know what? I do fear. I do have stress. I do worry about how long is this going to go on. And if all I'm told to do is to not have fear, I feel like we're missing something about where God is. You see, in my fears, God is with me. In my stress and anxiety, he's with me. And here's the thing. In the middle of the storm, God is with me. And, and you know what? Whenever, I love the moment whenever Jonah's in the belly of the fish, and he cries out a prayer from the belly of a fish. And you know what the prayer essentially was? Help! I'm in a fish! <laughs> it's a pretty good prayer. And you know why God could hear him in the belly of a fish? because he was with them, right beside them. And when we cry out in the middle of a storm that's raging around us when no one else can hear our cry, there's one, one who can. And it's God because he's right there with us. The reason he hears our cries for help <laughs> is because he's literally right by us. 
He's with us. And I love this reality about our God. God is with you if you're stressed, anxious, scattered, or even frustrated. And even though we want to have courage and boldness and peace and all those good things, you are human and you will feel all sorts of emotion, all sorts of ups and downs, but the peace that you will be able to draw from through the ups and downs is that you are not alone. John 15 paints a really cool picture. Jesus paints a picture of a garden, which he always brings it back to the garden because that's where it all began. He brings it back to a garden though and he talks about how God is the gardener Jesus calls himself the vine, and then he calls you and me the branches. It's this really beautiful picture of how life can work. And I'll just kind of summarize a few verses that he says in John 15. Um, he says, I, he says this, this is verse 1, 3, 5, something like that. I just kind of took some pieces. It was a long passage, and I just kind of zeroed in on the, the ones that I wanted you to catch. But he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Remain in me as I also remain in you. So that's just another way of saying that I'm with you. Hey, stay with me and I'll stay with you. Stay with me and I'm gonna gonna be there, don't worry. Remain in me as I remain in you. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you know, the picture of the garden, the gardener is the one who takes care of the vineyard, right? The gardener is the one who makes sure the vineyard is taken care of, he waters it, he prunes it. He takes out the weeds. The gardener's the one doing the work. Are you with me? And then he planted something in that garden that grew roots and became the, the source of life. And that was the vine, which is Jesus. When he planted Jesus, if you will, in that garden, well, that, that life-sustaining kind of uh, entity, which was Jesus, started to branch out. And there was all sorts of branches that have come from it, and we are the branches. And the only way the branch continues to live is as long as it stays connected to the vine. And so the question is not where is God, or even where is Jesus? Because the gardener is where the gardener is supposed to be, the vine is where the vine is supposed to be, and he is saying to us, you must remain in me, and I will remain in you. And it's us the ones that really are the problem at times, because we're the ones who sin, and who doubt, and who wander, and who scatter, and who do all those things. But even in the midst of our wandering, our, our doubting, our fear and anxiety, what we can t- continually do is remind ourselves, I just gotta remain in Jesus. I gotta trust in him. And I, and I know this is a, really a simple, a simple encouragement today. But the encouragement is to remain in Jesus. Remain in the vine. Let the gardener take care of the garden. Abide in him. So my friends, I just want to ask you, where are you today? We know where, where, we know where God is. He's where he's always been. Not only in heaven, sitting on his throne, but through the presence of his spirit, he is right here with us. So my friends, I want to encourage you this week to pray. I mean, to step into this thing, let's pray together. I mean, everything begins and ends with prayer. And 
I would say spend extra time getting into his presence, all those good things. But I'd also say that, listen, I know that your whole life isn't about just praying. You live, you breathe. A lot of you are going to be going to work. A lot of you are going to be still going to stores. Good luck. <laughs> you know, we're going to do our thing. We're going to live our life. And what better time for us to not only know that God is with us, but he has also called us the peacemakers in this world. And so what if you were the unstressed to the stress? What if you were the anti-anxiety to the anxiety? What if you were the peace in the middle of a storm? Every room you walk in, you have the presence of God with you. And where God goes, he brings peace and he brings joy. Don't forget that you have the God of the universe with you and you can bring it into everything. And even though we have storms and even though we face trials and even though there's gonna be a lot of all the things going on in the coming weeks, you can walk into a room and you can be the unstressed to the stress. That was a word I needed for myself. Amen, Tim, thank you very much. That was a good thing you said, Tim. I know it was, it was, my, it was just for me. That's what I said this morning to myself. Let's pray, can we? I want you to pray for a few things. Is it okay to just ask you to start some prayer right now? Just give you a few moments to just sit in your seat and say a prayer. Let's start with some things that are really obvious. You know, the Bible says that we should pray for the sick. So Lord, we just pray for the sick right now. Maybe for a minute, you can just pray for the sick around our country and of course around the world. And that doesn't just include those affected by the coronavirus, but sickness is a reality that this world has to endure through. just pray for those who suffer through sickness today. I'll pray for all of us in just a moment, but just go ahead and start praying in your seat if you're comfortable. Father, for those who are feeling sick today, those who are suffering with all forms of sickness, Lord, our prayer for them is one of compassion, one of kindness. As a friend said, oh, we just pray your kindness over them. 
loving kindness upon the sick. If it's your will to heal, we pray healing. We pray the power of healing throughout the earth upon those who will declare and testify of your goodness. Lord, we pray healing over them. For those who would never know it came from you, we pray healing over them. I just want to ask you to now just pray for pray for our nation and when I say that I don't mean to close the borders off to ours as, as if other nations don't matter but we obviously live here and as the word says you know we receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we'll be his witnesses Jerusalem Judea, Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth of course that trajectory of mission is sort of inside out from our city to our nation, to our culture, and to the world. And so uh, keeping a little close to home for a moment and just pray for our nation, maybe our leadership, everything from our president to our governors to our, to our mayors, but also just for our culture, our society. Just pray a prayer of peace. Father, as your word says, as if your people humble, pray, seek your face, turn from their wicked ways. It says that you will hear us from heaven, you will forgive our sin, and you will heal our land. God, we know that your healing comes at the end of that verse. So may we humble, may we pray, and may we seek your face. We pray that for our nation. We'll, I, we just pray, we just pray that, Lord, this whole picture of flattening the curve, Lord, I pray it works. <laughs> I pray it works. Now, would you pray? Would you pray for those who don't know Jesus right now? Those in our life, maybe there's going to be people in your mind that come straight to mind to you that, you know, how do they reconcile all these things in these days? And may it be by finding Jesus. So pray for those who don't know Jesus in your life, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your neighborhoods. We just want to see Jesus lifted up.
Father, we always feel like a move of your spirit is just right, right around the corner. Who knows what you'll use to bring a powerful wave of revival into our world. But Lord, if you want to use this, use it. More than anything, we want to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we know that your will is always to see people coming into a relationship with you. So we pray salvation in abundance. And then finally, I want you to just pray for your family. Pray for your circle. And just pray whatever you feel you need to pray. If it's a specific thing you know you guys are going through in this season, or if it's just a general prayer of protection and guidance, just pray for yourself and your friend, your family, your circle that you live with, do life with. times like these that remind us of that powerful truth. And even like Asaph, when we cry out in distress, may we all have the moment when we say, and then I thought about how good you are. So Father, we pray all these things, trusting and hoping in you, knowing that you're bigger than anything else that this world has ever thrown at you. And so, Father, even like you said to your disciples, um, that there will, they will experience trouble, but you have overcome the world. And so, Father, we trust in that today. We pray, we pray for some practical things. We pray that this thing, this thing does get better quickly, that, Lord, this doesn't draw out. We pray for all the things of life, the things that we worry about school and work and finances and um, even coming to church, Lord. I just pray, I just pray that, Lord, uh, um, all those things that, Father, that we could just trust you with them. We, of course, do pray that, Lord, it improves quickly. And, of course, we pray for the vulnerable this morning. We pray for those who are most vulnerable to sickness, that, Lord, you would protect them. And that, Lord, um, we would just, uh, as we said a minute ago, we would just be the peacemakers in all the places we go. So we pray all these things in your name. And everybody said, amen, friends. Hey, a couple quick reminders, and then we'll be dismissed. I think I have them on the screen. But first of all, uh, giving will be kind of an interesting thing. If, if, we, uh, if we continue to meet, it would be normal. But if we don't, um, it's important to know that, you know, we, we're still... Uh, we're still trying to do ministry. We're just doing it in a different way. So if you can give online, that's fantastic. Um, 
This morning we have our joy boxes in the back. We're doing our 90-day joy challenge. We'll still be sending out some things about that. Um, but make sure you know how to kind of get in line with all those things if you'd like to give. Uh, also, uh, I already kind of mentioned if you want to get on the communication cycle. I don't know if I'm doing these in order. I should probably just look. Um, if you're new here, thanks. Come to the information table. We will not touch you. Um, our prayer shift, sign up at okccommunitychurch.com. Do that today. Don't forget. What's really cool is you'll get an email reminder. You'll get all this kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, communication updates, text OKC3 to 94090. All right. Love you guys. That's what you say. I love you, Tim. All right, guys. You guys have a great Sunday. You're dismissed. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you. Please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.